Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we're happy to have back one of our more interesting guests, Keith Linder. Now, Keith, as we mentioned previously, is a guy who works as an IT professional. But then suddenly he started getting involved with weird stuff in haunted houses and such. So it's like the technology guy gets involved in the paranormal. And sometimes you wonder if that's a contradiction. Ever think of that possibly, Keith? It's a contradiction. You're a technology guy, that's your business, and then you have all this other stuff going on. Yeah, thanks for having me, uh, Gene and Tim. It feels good to be back. I know it's been about a year or so since I was um, here. But yeah, this is a uh, one way to describe this case is technology meets the paranormal uh, poltergeist activity specifically and you're right i've been in the it space 35 uh 37 years been in the it space uh 35 years 37 years and um you know i guess me and tina both were sort of baptized into the paranormal if you will um begin having activity on day one and, and that's very interesting once we uh, moved into a house that we never lived in before uh, May 1st, 2012, um, experiencing the kid cough uh, in the middle of our talking. We're here with a kid cough from one of the rooms upstairs. Um, but since we're new to the paranormal, like I said, like most people, you just shrug it off as we did. Uh, fast forward two more weeks later, two weeks after that, um, begin experiencing missing objects, mainly uh, items that I owned, items that Tina owned. Uh, my extra set of car keys went gone on day one. Uh, Tina started coming to me about uh, missing jewelry, uh, missing, you know, earring, bracelet, uh, necklace, whatever. Um, but you can't really put anything to that either because we just moved into a home and things get lost during the moving process. So um, we shrugged that off uh, and then fast forward to, you know, two more weeks. So now we're a month in, now we're six weeks in. And then, you know, you wake up in the morning on an average weekday as a routine to go to work, go downstairs. This is a two-story home. And you find all your kitchen cabinet doors open. All the doors are open in an aligned or neat-like fashion, um, including the cupboards. And uh, nothing's missing. Nothing's rearranged yet. Um, but it's just weird. And then, um, you know... The rest is history as far as the activity intensifying and increasing. Uh, but once again, we did not know or suspected those even then. Uh, the moment of truth, as I call it, or like to explain it to people, came the day uh, me and Tim were watching a movie together in our living room. Uh, this is about June and July of 2012. And um, this is four foot tall plant next to the entertainment center by the television. And um, we're sitting shoulder to shoulder on the couch, and all of a sudden this plant darts up in the air. It doesn't rise up slowly. Uh, it darts up in the air, you know, a few inches off the ground, clearly airborne, and does a 360-degree spin, and I mean spin, um, and then turns over in our direction and falls over. It falls, you know, a few, few feet from us. It's now in our living room on the floor. Uh, we saw it at the same time together because we're facing the TV. There's no way you can miss it. And then we looked at each other with a look of shock and awe in our face because, wow, did that just happen? That's what one of us asked each other. Did that just happen? And upon inspection, we thought then, and this is a, I think this is a reasonable assumption, that we were being pranked. And somehow we had gotten a house that somehow, you know, volunteered or not volunteered to be on some reality show, Big Brother or whatever. And we were being pranked. And this is the moment of truth where the confetti and the balloons come out and people come out of the closet and say, ha, ha, ha. 
but no, that did not happen. There's no string, there's no remote control device, there's no electronic device that indicate that that plant levitated or rose up um, electronically. Uh, and so that went, that at that moment then, uh, Gina Tim is when we said, I think we have a ghost problem, paraphrase it. It's almost like listening to the song, I Think We're Alone Now, changing the lyrics to, I Think We're Not Alone Now. <laughs> On top of that, then you add in the song, uh, Somebody's Watching Me, because it's going to be a, we're going to get into that phase too. <laughs> yeah. Now, at the first part of it there, where things start disappearing, I would begin to think that somebody is entering my home and robbing stuff. Yeah, and that's and I'm glad you brought that up because the IT in me once we woke up in the morning and found all our kitchen cabinet doors open. And keep in mind, we're also finding items that neither one of us own uh, on the hallway and staircase. Kid toys, and once again, we don't have kids. And these toys are out in the open. They're not in hidden places. They're not behind appliances, fridge, or washing machine, or oven. You know, that you might find something like that if you move into a new home. No, these are out in the open. They're displayed on the kitchen counter, coffee table. And so we thought people were coming in the home while we were asleep, which is weird. Weird and dangerous. Uh, uneasy. So I had a security system installed. You know, I have a girlfriend who lives with me. I travel on work business. I need to, for peace of mind for, for both of us, especially her, I need to know this house is secure when we go to sleep at night. And so we had a, a security system installed. It was Fort Knox in the home. But that didn't stop the phenomena of fighting items that we did not own. And that did not stop nor pause waking up and finding all your kitchen cabinets open. So then you're thinking... You know, well, there's nobody living in the house with us, right? Nobody's coming beneath the floor or or attic or something because that was still set the alarms off. But, um, yeah, we, we deduced it down to we got a, a friendly ghost, not a malevolent one yet. Um, that's what the Internet told us, that we had, we, got a, we got a friendly ghost on our hands, been in the kid cough. We went back to the kid cough, uh, remembering that. And, you know, the stuff we took then, this is July August of how do you remove that? How do you quiet that down? And, you know, we brought in churches into bless the home. Um, and that would work for a day or two, but um, things are going to wrap up very quickly. Interesting here, people coming to bless the house. Now, as this was happening, was there a period where nothing happened? Did it happen every single day or what? Well, well, in the four year, if we go from the four year time frame, there was a period that nothing happened. That was year 2012. Uh, me and lived in the house from 2012 to 2016. Um, the summer of 2012, I would say on a scale of one to five, a poltergeist activity was a level one and a half. Um, things, there's a snowball component to most hauntings, ours included, and things started to crescendo. Um, in the July, August months of 2012. By crescendo, I mean objects are starting to be thrown. Pottery are starting to be thrown. Um, iron, you know, which iron your clothes with, being thrown. Ironing board uh, being thrown. Um, bar stool uh, being thrown. Uh, loud bangs and, fat, you know, pitter patter footsteps, you know, a door slam. Tina be taking a bath or a shower and the door was slammed and all the lights would go off. We're having a series of electrical issues of lights going off and on, leave a room with a light on, come back with it off. We're having a series of issues of doorbell rings, but nobody's at the door. A series of issues of phantom calls where you get a the phone rings on your landline, you go to pick it up. There's no one there. It's just a lot of screeching noises. Uh, cable issues or the TV channels are changing by themselves. So that's the, that's the whole deal going on in summer 2012. Um, I saw my first apparition uh, that same summer, what, the, what I refer to as the gray lady, who uh, I saw upstairs while I was in my office, where she turned off the light in my office. Me thinking, it's Tina. I turned toward the doorway. It's not Tina, but there's a lady in my doorway. She's 100% gray, though. She's not see-through. She's not translucent. Um, but she's sort of a matte-colored gray, and she darts off down the hallway. Let's break it right now. More with Keith 
Tim and Gene, you're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. You should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Jose works on a farm. Safety is important. His boss calls 811 to determine where it's okay to dig. This protects Jose from hitting an underground line and from serious injury. Because Jose can't tell exactly where or how deep the lines are, he doesn't dig until 811 tells him it's safe. The most important thing is that Jose works safe and goes home to his family. For more information, visit farmsafe811.org. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety Campaign. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we have here Keith Linder, IT professional for over three decades, encountering weird stuff at his home. And he's talking about an apparition, and we had to end because the apparition told us to stop talking for a couple of minutes. But seriously speaking, you see this apparition on the move. Where is it going? 
I'm down the hallway, so it, it, I'm not necessarily knowing what I'm seeing. I give chase, and my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I don't know what this is, Tina or whatever, but I'm running on instinct more than anything else, and I give chase, and it turns the corner relatively quick. It's on a long hallway. The second I turn the corner, it's gone, you know, just like in a movie, it's gone, poof, it's gone. I continue in my path, and I'm now trying to make a quick ride into the master bedroom because that's where I remember. That's where where I remember where Tina was. Tina was taking a, a bubble bath, so I go into the bathroom and not to investigate Tina because I know Tina. It wasn't Tina. I go to inform Tina and educate her on, and I say to her, "I saw it," and she looks at me like, "You saw what?" I'm like, "No, I saw it. I finally saw it." Keep in mind. We've now had three and a half months where we've had so much phenomena going on, so much. But we never had a physical, if you can call it that, uh, face to put to it. You know, it's always been bangs, missing objects, doorbell rings, kitchen cabinet doors open, but no no face. But now we got a face. Now we got a mascot, okay? And there was this gray lady, and I remember to this day, she was about five, four, five foot six. Very frail looking, uh, not old, but in her forties, late forties. I picked her around forty-five to fifty-two years old. Angel hair thin down to her shoulders, um, but very, very troublesome looking. Very worried, very distraught. But she had a conniving aspect to her face as well. I don't want people to forget. And I told Tia, I, said, I saw, I saw her, and I said, it's a, and I just coined her the great lady because it was a female and she was great. Um, now, let me ask you a question here in terms of gray. Was it like the depiction of gray aliens among some UFO sightings where we're talking about something with gray skin? What do you mean by gray lady? No, she had, she had clothing. She, she had a, it, was, it, was, it was a dress. So I, I, I got that much from looking at her. But it wasn't something in the, in the olden times. It, it was a modern, you know, give or take a five years or two. It was something in the modern day for its clothing department. But the color gray, I I, I, I I wrote this in my book. It was, she was the color of the a gray egg milk cart or egg cart, you know, the ones in the store. They deliver 12 dozen eggs to your doorstep. That color, you know, the soundproof carts people put on their walls. She was that color gray. That's why I call it matte color gray. She had texture. She had uh, definition, very curvaceous. And you can see from an outline, you know, her hair, her nose, eyebrow, things of that nature. Few wrinkles in her face, all the way down to her feet. You know, she had shoes on. You know, even with the dress, she had shoes on. Um, but yeah, she, she she was very frail, though. Very, very, very frail. Okay, so it was an emaciated gray lady. Yeah, yeah. Did she act like that? She had noticed you. Was you know? Did she have eye contact with you, or did she just turn the lights out and then run? Yeah, we 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 made uh, eye contact, but not for long because as soon as I turned toward the direction of the doorway and locked eyes with her, she turned sideways. And before she tried to dart down the hallway, she did try to escape in the room next to mine, which is, there's two rooms next to my office. One is the laundry room, and that's the room she tried to dart in. That's the reason why I say dart in is because she's trying to go through the door. Now, she's not trying to open the door. She's trying to go through it, and she can't. She's having, and I'm looking at her like in a nanosecond. She's having a hard time demanifesting through this door, and finally she gives up. And she, and, and, and I never forget the look on her face when she tried to go through the door. It looked like she was equally as shocked as I was that she couldn't go through the door. She's like, "Ah, oh, I can't go through this door." And then the only thing left for her to do was turn her back to me and walk in a fast pace and dart down the hallway. She didn't run down the hallway, she just darted, you know. But she did turn her back to me after failing to go through the door next to me. And that always, no pun intended, haunted me in the sense of, why could she disappear in that door? Or why did she turn the lights off in my office in the first place without having a good exit strategy? You know what I mean? You know, it, it it was just weird. You know, why wait to me to turn around? You could have easily turned the lights off and be gone by the time I turn around. I, or I think you could. Or, because we already had this already, of the lights going off and on by themselves. You know, you didn't have to be by the light switch to turn it off. But she did, and I heard the click. So there was a physical manifestation 
noise of the click. I heard the light click, you know, when you turn the light switch off and on. And that's what made me turn toward the direction of the, of the sound. So I'm 50-50 on, did she turn the lights off physically, made it hit the switch because she wanted me to see her? Or she hit the switch and then did not know that while I'm looking at her, she can't disappear, which is a theory of uh, among many out there in the paranormal field uh, that she cannot demanifest as long as I was looking at her. Why is it, in your estimation, why is this creature aware of your presence? Oh, I, oh, oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, the whole turning off the lights definitely was to get some sort of rise or energy out of me, take things to the next level, because it did uh, in, in many regards. Uh, there's many facets or phases you go through dealing with a haunting like this. Um, seeing an apparition is one of them. It's sort of a, a graduation, if you will. Aha, okay, he's seen the graduation, now we can go to the next level. Um but it, it was just weird how it all unfolded, and to this day, I'm still like replaying in my head as to why did it happen in that order. It just seems weird. So, did you get the impression here this was part of someone or something's effort to take you in a specific direction or show something to you? No, I didn't. Ever, I never got the feeling that I was being led. Like, follow me. You know, I know. I, I thought this was just a sense of trickery a sense of getting us to talk about her and all the other events that have unfolded in the house because we did that night before going to bed we spent a great deal of time talking about the great lady uh, I know I did when talking to Tina um, talking to the churches you know I'm informing the churches who have been working with us hey I'm seeing things now should we run should we stay what does that mean I'm getting feedback from different friends and family as to what to do next now that now I'm seeing a gray lady once again doesn't look or feel benevolent but you know you're not you're not alone in your home so how can you how safe can you be when you got something like that unpredictable happening and you don't know what it's going to happen what is what does this mean I guess for me Atina was what does this mean and what happens next? Where is this going? Is what we would always ask the churches and the paranormal and people. Okay, where is this going? And people will give us mixed answers. You know, when you say gray lady, I think of the phrase they use in connection with the New York Times, the old gray lady. Of course, it has nothing to do with spirits or apparitions. But we do have Keith Linder, and he's here to continue to talk about all the weird stuff that's happened to him in recent years and where do we go from there this is gene and tim and keith you're in the paracast thank you for listening to gcn be sure to visit gcnlive.com today Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. News update. New this hour this Saturday, we learn the U.S. military strikes in Syria and Iraq have hit at least 85 targets, and there are reports of at least 40 people killed. President Biden hinting at this attack for almost a week and then ordering it two hours after the bodies of the three American soldiers arrived at Dover Air Force Base in Delaware, their caskets draped in the American flag. In other news, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg being sharply criticized for allowing four illegal aliens who were under 
under arrest to be let go without bail. The four men arrested after assaulting two New York City policemen in Times Square, brutally kicking them in the head, the video going viral. Two of the men giving news reporters and photographers the finger as they left the jail. The men reportedly hopped a bus to California, and there are some news outlets reporting these four may already be back in Mexico. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralized the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888 8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. This is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Before we get on with the experiences, Keith, before you moved into that house, did you ever during your lifetime have anything strange happen to you? No, I've never had anything strange as far as paranormal relation happen. Neither did Tina because we, we asked each other that and we've been asked that question numerous times. Uh, I never played with a Ouija board, never, you know, weird games in front of a mirror, never spent the night in a cemetery. No, my life has always just been busy, you know, I guess, you know, getting myself ready for the, the tech field or whatever. But even in adulthood, no, no, no experimentation uh, with the paranormal or even knew anybody in my, in my circle of friends that, that did. Uh, same for uh, for Tina. Now, in your experience with your friends, did they talk to you about this? Give you any observations? Share experiences with you? Uh, our friends are. When we start talking about the phenomena at the home, uh, they believed us immediately. Half it was a half and half. Half thought it was very interesting. There was a, a group that thought it was sort of cool fascinating uh, because they have similar careers as we do um, and this was, this was fascinating to them but they don't want to happen in their home but it's good to watch it from afar <laughs> so they would tell us that, keep us updated others would try to dive into their memory banks to come up with something similar and, and draw a blank I guess my friends at work I meaning co-workers, when you start broadening out to them and I did tell co-workers they would tell of stories of experiences of someone in their family. I live in Washington, so a lot of my coworkers are from Washington, so they would go down the road of, yeah, Washington's weird. Washington has homes and the history and the land and the people, and, you know, you got to be careful what's out there. But everybody came from a corner of being supportive, of trying to offer the best troubleshooting we could. It was my friends who 
who were somewhat Catholic who got me in touch with their, their Catholic church, with their parish, and asked for the, the Catholic church involvement on their behalf because Mentino are not Catholics. Any favors that the Catholic church would have to do would have to be done through them, and they did. So it, it fam- my immediate family, no, nobody had anything um, for us experience-wise, but some friends did, um, going down their member banks of family members and history and ancestors and stuff like that. Now, I get the impression talking with you that you never got the impression, speaking of impressions, that any of this had an evil intent. Am I correct? No, it was was not the card that me and Tina chose immediately. We did not jump the gun or let the phenomena get ahead of us in the sense of, you know, as you hear today in the paranormal field, everything is demon-related. But um, we were very naive. We were really slow walking to the idea of, Okay, what what is this? Okay, what, okay, kid cough, missing object. Okay, you know, world out there. Hello, world. Tell us, Keith and Tina, what this is. Tell them where this is going. If it's devil incarnate, we like to know as soon as possible for obvious reasons. If it's just a kid ghost who's lost and confused, and we or you can help him find his or her way to the light, we can do that. What's this gray lady thing going on? Where, where, where's all this stuff going? But what was discerning to us, and what we were starting to ask questions about and get a, not get a direct answer was, okay, we're trying everything that y'all tell us to do. We're, we're smudging, we're saging, we're praying, we're putting out Bibles. We invited you in to bless the home. But it's having the opposite effect, meaning the, the, the bangs are getting louder. The objects that are thrown are getting larger. Yeah, I keep telling us not to worry, but the evidence shows otherwise. Should we worry? Um, because these things are, we're talking about large objects being thrown, furniture being thrown. Tina will not take a, a shower or bath uh, unless I'm there or, or something. So where is this going? So things are starting to move in a more darker direction. Uh, through the course of the months of living in this house, particularly, particularly in 2014. Going back to the earlier question of 2013, the activity did die down. We had no activity, to our knowledge, for the entire year of 2013. Okay, it started tapering off around November, December of 2012. Everybody, especially us, breathed a sigh of relief. But 2014 came back with it. It all came back with a vengeance. And that's what we were warned. We were warned by a lot of people in the internet, the paranormal portion of the internet, that, you know, eight out of 10, these things die down and you never hear from them again. But that one or two times, they come back. When they do come back, it's always worse. And that's what this case is primarily known for. This case is not primarily known for 2012. This case is primarily known for, and rightfully so, the events of 2014, where we're going to start dealing with the spontaneous fires, the wall writings, the pushing down the stairs, the shadowy figures. Forget the great lady for a second. We're going to start seeing shadowy figures. Um, loud bangs, huge objects, 400-pound objects being thrown like paper, scratches, um, and things like that. Chef knives being thrown at me. That's the 2014 stuff, which makes 2012 look like a walk in a park. Since you... uh never had any experience uh, or, or interest previously to this kind of phenomena, didn't you think it was odd? Because, you know, uh, uh, most people, when they think of hauntings, they think of like, you know, a, a really old house that's had generations of families living in it, where people have lived and died and that sort of thing. But your house was relatively new, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, and I'm glad you asked that, Tim, because the house was relatively brand new, built in 2005. It had only maybe had four, maybe five tenants before us. Um, and it's still looked good to this day. And, you know, it goes against the stereotype or paradigm in your mind of 
it can't be haunted. Only haunted houses that are old and decrepit are haunted, or houses that are cobwebby, or you know, um, you can't live in them hardly, or somebody died. And somebody died in this house. We we, we, we researched that. Um, the investigators researched that. Um, I asked the homeowner. Nobody nobody died in the house, and, and it's required by law to if they did. Um, but those things play in your mind, and they're, they're constantly uh, on your psyche when each new phenomena is being introduced uh, as to, okay, we've established that we have something, but why do we have something? You know, what's the why here? And that's the most elusive component uh, to this case, even to this day, as to why this house out of the 300 other houses uh, in that neighborhood, um, and then to bring it even closer to home, why Keith and Tina? Why, why us? And yeah, and then, you know, people coming in and looking from the outside, looking in mentally as to, you know, trying to find root cause, trying to find truth. Are we being honest and and, and vice versa? Um, Yeah, there's a lot of theories being thrown, but but none of the theories being thrown are getting to the to the thing that me and Tina want the most. How do you make this stop? (laughs) How do you make this stop? Don't come in here and tell me I got to sponge every room and that's going to make it stop. And we try that, and it doesn't. Instead, it makes it worse. And then your reaction to that is, "Well, you know, you just much good enough. Try it again." No, no, no. That's not really doing so. That's you know. And, and my IT profession, we will stop that immediately. If something doesn't work the first time, odds are it's not going to work the second time. So let's move on to something else. We don't spend too much time doing the same thing over and over again. But it's frustrating. But you're at a beautiful home, new home, and new couple. But why us? I'm going to ask you our next seg. I'm going to ask you our next segment about Tina. Does she have any background or come from a family where weird stuff happens? Weird stuff reported by Keith Linder with Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. If you love mysteries, you'll love these two books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll learn about the strange beings that can look like us, but are not. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll see the hard evidence of UFOs that has been ignored or even hidden. These books will definitely blow your mind, and both are now available on Amazon.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture 
revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy, says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. February is heart month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Keith, I want to ask about Tina. Did she have any background in, for herself or a family in this sort of thing? Not to my knowledge. Uh, and we talked about this over and over, uh, me and Tina, uh, of her background uh, and mine. Given we had been together two years prior to this and, um, you know, didn't have activity. We had two separate units living. We were not living together prior to the Boston home, but... And sort of going down the, you know, the, the I guess the checkbox of, you know, root cause, you know, she's asking me, I'm asking her, and it's a fair question to ask each other. Uh, but nothing stood out. I mean, nothing abnormally. Once again, we, you know, both me and two, we were, we were raised religious, being a Southern Baptist, but we're not religious people, if that, if that makes sense. Um, but no, nothing in the macabre or darkness practicing or, or anything to that nature. You know, it, it was just you know, it was just weird. It's just you know nothing to like. Aha! Maybe that's it. No, no, nothing like that. Now you're no longer together with Tina. Am I correct? That's correct. Yes, that's correct. Did this series of events impact your relationship? Oh yes, without question. Uh, a benevolent haunting like this is almost impossible to where it's not going to impact a a family or a couple's relationship. You know, there's a dynamic to it as to you know it was first when we moved in. Uh, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh, me and Tina against the elements in the home, but the elements in the home started turning us against each other slowly but surely. Going back to the missing jury, Tina's jury. See, at the time Tina was missing. Her jury, fast forward two years later or uh, two and a half years later, um, she's also finding in the home other women's jury. And she's finding these other women's jury um, in our bed, in our bathroom, living room couch. Uh, and these, she's always finding them on the days that I, by my profession, which it allows me to work from home. And um, it became a very, you know, accusatory um, reaction from her because, you know, what woman or anybody for that matter wants to find other women's belongings, let alone in, in, their, in their bedroom or let alone in their bed. So um, the spirits, in, in my opinion, were very clever to build up that wedge, if you will, of taking Tina's insecurity um, and escalating it to um, presenting jury to where it would just, you know, it would just be too naive on her side, even though, even though living in the house that we live in, to just shrug off easily. That's something the first from Keith that's going on. So uh, that added extra tension. But that's just one spoke of the will. Not, not all the other spoke of the will was of our breakup was her ill treatment 
um, on the uh, the show Ghost Adventures of uh, the Indian Window Man applied that the activity was somehow related to her uh, with her experience with Zach Baggins. Um, so th- those things and others uh, combined um, and the paranormal community as a whole, not individual, but as a whole, of uh, just having us just, you know, try things that just really did not work uh, was the straw that broke the camel's back. These items that you found belonging to other people, did you ever find out who owned them? No, no. The same thing for the kid toys. The kid toys, the interesting thing about the kid toys that we found in 2012, um, these are not toys, um, modern toys. These are uh, toys that at least are, by modern I mean, the 2000, they're not 2012 toys. These, these, these toys that they were been in the early 90s, late 80s. Um, cars, plastic G.I. Joe, things you find out of a Crocker Jack box, uh, Tonka toys, stuff like that. Um, and then um, the jewelry, same thing. Um, not Tina's taste in jewelry um, by any means. Um, the jewelry that she was finding. Um, so, yeah. Well, it makes you wonder, makes you wonder though, if there uh, uh, aren't some kids in the neighborhood somewhere that uh, had a collection of uh, older toys, maybe, you know, like belonged to their big brothers or something, and they're like, hey, where'd my toys go? And never found out what happened to them. Well, you know, that, that's one theory, uh, uh, Tim, and that's a good one, because this is one I subscribe to, because you have to think about it. Uh, I have, me and Tina come by and have over a thousand things missing to this day. Hmm. And they're somewhere out there. I don't believe they're necessarily in the bowels of the house, meaning that behind the the walls or the the canvas or the these things were somewhere. I mean, we had a kitchen, a drawer in our kitchen in the summer. I think it was 2012, 2014. Where uh, and this drawer was, uh, we kept items in this kitchen drawer, household items in this drawer. And one day I went to go retrieve an item out of the drawer, and when I opened it, all these envelopes just started billowing out, like billowing out, billowing out, billowing out, and I'm like. What this was not here the night before. This was not here the day before. <laughs> and I remember when I opened up, well, I picked up the envelopes off the floor and I started reading the timestamps on, you know, the, the the poster stamp dates on there. They had like two thousand um, four, two thousand five, two thousand eight, two thousand nine postage stamp dates on them of the previous tenant, right address, right address. But the top, the the poster stamp was five, six years old. Um, so, yeah, but and they were not there the night before. So I have to think these people who lived in this house before were looking for these letters one day. These are letters or correspondence that they never received that just went missing, like the things that we have, letters and correspondence that I never received. I've had to email family members or friends or... You know, Tommy Bahama said, hey, what up to that package you sent me? I saw it on the tracking number, and a poof, it's gone. Where is it? Oh, we sent it to you, Mr. Lander. We'll get another one out in the mail to you right away. Mm-hmm. And the, the first one never was heard from. You know, well, they're somewhere. They're somewhere. Um, so you're right. Uh, I think those toys belong to people in the neighborhood. I think some of those toys belong to some of the kids who lived in that house. And... Uh, our stuff is popping up probably some people's houses right now, and the people are scratching their heads like, we don't know what this is. Well, uh, did you ever check to see, because a lot of times with situations like this, uh, your neighbor's houses can also be affected. Did uh, anybody else, like, you know, the houses on either side of you uh, report any kind of uh, bizarre experiences? Yeah, yeah, they did. After when paranormal teams, we would go voluntarily ask because we were sort of me and Tina sort of, you know, embarrassed to admit your house is haunted because people thought that something's wrong with you. But the paranormal did, you know, when you see when you have a paranormal van pull up in your driveway and it says you know Ghostbusters or whatever on it, the neighbors come out willingly, and, and two of our neighbors did. The neighbors to the right of me, when asked by the investigators, did admit that. Yeah, because they had pets. We didn't have pets. They did. They said, yeah, our pets act weird. Mm-hmm. And they said, our pets act weird when they go by that house, meaning our house. Okay. So that was unadulterated true. We didn't volunteer for that. We didn't, we didn't put them up for that. We never talked to our neighbors until the investigators did. And they just said, they said, our, our pets, our cats and dogs won't go into the room. Talking about their house. 
that's close to kids and tenants out there. They, they just don't go to the room. We walk the dogs to the neighborhood. Nobody, and, I, and, I, and, and this is an idea like this, no pet poops in our yard. Mm. Because that, that, that just ain't happening. You know, you know, in our neighborhood, dogs get pet poops, the owner picks it up, but no one's like, they don't, they don't, they don't you know, pets don't go to Keith and Tina's yard. And so that was interesting. That, that, that was very interesting. Also, um, the neighbors, like we, and we've had this experience too, neighbors would have their, um, their home security systems go off, um, you know, mysteriously. No, there's no home intrusion, there's no invasion, there's just, there's just something sets it off. Uh, electrical issues. But everybody just shrugged off and said, oh, eh, whatever. But everybody start thinking to themselves because they see the ghost van parked in front of Keith and Tina's house. And so those things seem to me that could be, you know, not a coincidence, but um, nobody had the physical manifestations like we did. Uh, if they did, they certainly didn't tell us or the investigators, but people did, pets did act weirdly uh, around the neighborhood. So there was definitely a field of influence, so to speak, coming from your house, just oh, not yes. as intense as, you know, yours, the center point of activity. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. People, if you park in front of our house, and very few people did once they knew it was haunted, but if you <laughs> if you made the mistake of parking in front of our house, we had plenty of parties with friends over, and somebody occasionally would park in front of our house or our driveway, and uh, upon departure, the battery would be dead, hmm. you know? Hey, keep up. They knock on the door again. Hey, I thought you was gone, Clint. Oh, no. Dude, my battery's dead. And like, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's bad, of battery. I don't know what's going on. And I look at Tina, she look at me. Um, and that happened more than once. More than once. Just to shrug it off. So I'm not just making that up because it could be anything. But that happened numerous times. Numerous times. You know, we have numerous things to talk about. With Keith and Gene and Tim, you're in The Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast dot plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast dot plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. I need some extra money. Do I qualify for the earned income tax credit? Use the EITC Assistant Tool. With just a little information, this tool helps you calculate eligibility with ease and accuracy. Get an estimate of how much credit you qualify for and get a printout of your results before you prepare your return or visit your tax preparer. To use the EITC Assistant Tool and see if you're eligible to claim a credit, visit irs.gov EITC. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov.